but I've got Frank LaPera in the studio with me. You're listening to Island Life. Uh, I'm your host, Greg Treadwell, for another hour or so. Uh, and uh, we've got Frank uh, LaPera from uh, Takotawaya Waiheke with us. And Frank is the Stud Operations Manager. Uh, and uh, we're at that time of the year where this incredibly successful ongoing eradication of stoats on the island, and we know how destructive they are to bird life, um, is, has been you know, largely successful, hasn't it, Frank? Yeah, yeah, we've been going uh, really well so far. We've caught 181 stoves to date since the project started. Um, and yeah, so it's been going really well so far. We're down to low numbers of stoats currently. So, w- when you say low numbers of stoats, what, 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 I mean, like, how, how many have we killed? So we've killed 181 to date, um, but the thing is, all the stoats that we um, that we uh, trap, uh, we send away for genetic analysis. Yeah. So then we can kind of make these, uh, when we look at them, we can look at and analyze the family groups, so we can yep. look at how related they are, because yep. we can kind of come up with a rough estimate of how many um, denning females are left. Right, and so denning females being those females that are uh, burrowing into their dens and waiting for a male to come and impregnate them. Yeah, yeah. So then they're they're just kind of like giving birth at this time of year, and um, yeah, and it's kind of a weird situation with stoats. As soon as they give birth, um, they're pregnant again. Uh, but it's only this time of year that they um, actually only give uh, birth once a year, and this yeah. is the time of the year. So this is why. Takotawaya Waiheke wants to get out to the Waiheke community around their role at special role at this time of year because it's the last two weeks of spring when they breed. That's a very or not when they breed, is that right? Yeah, yep. yeah. So when they breed and when they give birth. So then, um, yeah, so this is that time of year where they're um, they're kind of like uh, giving birth and so then we can really kind of like target those uh, denning females and it's really important. Yeah. Uh, so when we have all these uh, wonderful, you know, eyes, like 9,400 sets of pairs of eyes across Across yeah. the island. Well, that's you really too, kids. <laughs> yes, that's yes. you too. Yep, yep. So Definitely. Then, yeah, we, we go and talk to the, the schools and stuff like that on the yeah. island too and let them know the importance of reporting yeah. stout sightings. And yeah, we've had kids as young as, you know, 10, 12 years old report stout sightings and it's been really helpful. Right. So so this is an appeal, if you like, to the Waikiki community to be especially vigilant at the moment while they're breeding uh, because if we can get those denning females before they breed, then we make them, and, and because they're largely very constant breeders right both the older females but also the newborn females become impregnated very early on yeah that's correct so then um pretty much you know every uh, female stoat is um pregnant from the time it's born almost Um, so it's really kind of a um yeah strange situation on how they um how they breed and reproduce um but yeah that's why it's really important to kind of really target them this time of year um so we can kind of uh, capture uh, the stoats before they disperse across the island. So if we can in- uh, target those dens, um, there was an instance last year um, near Shelley Beach Road where we had a few citizens report uh, or a few people report stoat sightings, um, and we were uh, we have 1,600 traps across the island. Yeah. Um, but since we had those people report the stoat sighting, um, we put alternative traps in the area with different baits and different um, or different lures and different types of traps. Um, and in that instance, we were able to catch um, you know six of the juveniles in that area. And and, and the female is in that area as well, that denning female. Yeah. Um, so, because they can give birth to anywhere from uh, like six to 12 um, young. So then we can kind of really target them before they disperse. So then it's so really helpful. We've got it down to a small number, but but their exponential, their growth is exponential, obviously. And therefore, it's super important we don't take our eyes off the ball right now. Yeah. So this is the most important time of the year that we can like really target them. Yeah. So then it's... Um, 
looking at the just genetics of the the stoats, we think we're down. We had about two to four denning yeah. females last springtime. Yeah. Um, and we had this campaign. I met with you last year, just yeah. about the same time. Yeah. And um, it was about um, I think it was fifty percent of the stoat settings that reported, we actually caught a stoat in that area. Wow. Um, so then just kind of like all those people that heard that message um, last year, it was really helpful. We had a lot of stoat settings that came in. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were able to kind of, uh, yeah, get quite a so, bit. So um, according to my research, which you kindly provided for me, <laughs> 67% of stoat catchers on the island have come from community sightings. Yeah. So yeah. we, so this isn't going to work without the community. This isn't, I mean, Takora Waiheke, of course, is an umbrella organization that is the community of Waikiki. I understand that. But really, we can't just leave it to the professionals here. We're actually part of the solution as ordinary Waikiki folk with our eyes. Yeah, we have um, quite a few volunteers and contractors and farmhands and staff that go out and do the tra- the mahi every day, mm. um, put lots of kilometers um, on their boots and walk yeah. through and uh, service all these traps. So the traps that we see around generally, rather than the targeted ones after you've seen a sighting, those are the white boxes with the egg in it, right? Yeah, so we use um, fresh rabbit and chicken eggs for um, yeah. our lures. Yeah. Uh, traditionally, in those kind of like, there's white uh, white plastic boxes, but then there's also wood boxes. Yeah, uh, true, true. I shouldn't, yep. yeah, yeah, quite right. I shouldn't just say they're just the white plastic ones. Yeah. But, but those are the ones that we see on the side of the road. Yep. Um, and they're going to stay there, but we're talking about the period when, they, when they're breeding that we want people to identify them. Uh, report them and then you can target that place with a, a, a particularly intense series of traps is that right yeah yeah so it'll be a, a higher density of traps in that area and then we'll give them uh, alternative lures to bring them in because uh, if they're not going into our normal trap network and we're, we're already dealing with the choosiest of the choosiest stoats because we're down to so few the so ones have, that have avoided the traps are going to be the ones that are hardest to get yeah so we're trying to we're pulling out um, all the tricks and um, we're trying to get those last few so we kind of have to give them uh, different um, choices to maybe lure them into those in chocolate those traps. Uh, well, not so much chocolate but, but the stoats version of chocolate yeah exactly yeah. yep yep yeah so then the irresistible uh, thing you shouldn't have after dinner yeah and then yeah. like last year we we kind of like use all sorts of different lures um, and you know we, it just kind of depends on what that stoat is keyed into you know mm. we use sardines mm. um, and you know all sorts of interesting stuff in there yeah, sardines yeah yeah so then there was um, a, a, a woman up near Enclosure Bay that saw a stoat and so then um, we targeted um, one of the individuals with um, a modified victor so basically it was um, a juvenile stoat so it's a little bit smaller so it's basically like a, a rat trap that's set uh, up for a, a stoat mm. uh, and we baited it with sardines and we, we caught a, a stoat on her property so it was really helpful for right her. right so yeah. that's a great example of exactly what we're talking about yeah right so um Ah, we think we're down to two or three denning females, but how do you know when you've got them all? Um, well, that becomes, um, so then after we, so then it's kind of like, um, I tell the team, you know, we're, we're catching stoats and it's great when we catch a stoat, but then we're soon going to be targeting kind of like, um, you know, days since our last stoat catch. We want, you know, we want to get to that point where we're not catching stoats mm. and we're not seeing any stoats on our trail cameras and we're not having people report stoat sightings mm. because that means we're zero. So we go through uh, a monitoring period of like zero catches and uh, zero um uh, trail camera of uh, uh, trail cameras picking them up and zero stoat sighting. So then we want to get to that point where we don't uh, we don't catch them. Mm. Yep. So. And how long does that have to be before you're confident we've got them? Um, 
there, is that like a year or something? Yeah, there's different models you can use. It's kind of like a, it's called like they call it a probability of absence. Yeah, um, and so you kind of like plug all your components into this model and you say we have this many stoat traps we have this many trail camera nights um and all these things and it says like well after you know x amount uh you know 365 yeah. days without a stoat catch we're 99 percent confident you don't yeah. have a stoat um but traditionally a lot of people still want that two years of no stoat catches yeah. um so yeah so it kind of depends on what um, how you go about it remind me again how many we've killed 181 181 so wow Yep. Yep. Wow. Just you can start to th that starts to feel significant, and just anecdotally, it feels to me that the bird life's improved. Oh yeah. I mean, the the most um, uh, indicative of uh, low stoat numbers is the number of kaka on the island. So yeah. the um, the stoats are um, they're big predators for um, kaka when they're in the the nests yeah. and things. So then the fact that you hear more of those birds on the island is uh, those are the ones that wake you up at six in the morning, folks, flying over your house, y yes. uh, shrieking like parrots because they are parrots. Yeah, yeah. And but I always tell um, like the whole team that um, when they're shrieking across, you know, they're the island. Motu, they're thanking us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I, I almost feel they are. Um, I, I remember when, when Kaka uh, reappeared on the island, uh, and it's some years ago now, uh, and the population is exponentially growing, at least anecdotally from my point of view, because I see so many now. Like, like you'd call them flocks. Ten going over the house sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So we have our annual um, kaka count in yep. in November, uh -huh. um, and yeah, we do that. We've done that for this will be the third year coming up, um, and then there's been people reported anywhere f like flocks of twelve to fifteen during that wow. November time. So then wow. it's just really amazing to see those big flocks and just so boisterous and just like so amazing. Should we? They're great indicators, aren't they? The kaka, but. But should we also be seeing an increase in kedaru? Are they also victimized by the stoats quite a bit, aren't they? They're easy prey? Yeah, yeah, they're easy prey. And, um, you know, the it's an interesting thing that kedaru uh, spend a lot of time on the ground if there's they don't have predators. Right. And so then you'll you'll start to see them on the ground more and stuff like that, yeah. feeding on the ground. Um, but, like, right now with, the, with rats and the stoats, um, they just aren't able to do that, so they're right. kind of like not able to have that like natural behavior to be on the ground as much. Ah. Yeah, and so then, um, uh, and same with the the kakariki, which have been seen on the island a few times. Um, they spend quite a bit of the time on the ground as well. So then, kind of getting rid of these, you know, rats and stoats will kind of let them kind of get back to their natural habitat. Uh, I haven't seen a kakariki on the island, but it's wonderful to hear that they are being spotted. And I have friends who have told me they're quite common on uh, Rakino because they're just popping over from. Uh, Motutapu, and uh, and and so there was this kind of expectation, or at least hope, that they would progress over over to you know come in at Matiatia, perhaps like the rest of us, and and start um, breeding on the island. Do you think? Um, I don't know if the, we haven't seen any breeding of the kakariki on the island as of yet. Um, there's been some sightings on the kind of like uh, Awa Awaroa area and then also um, Fakanefa as well. Huh. Um, and then uh, there's been some people that have, uh, we've actually had photographs of them in Fakanefa. So it's kind of, um, we've definitely oh, have evidence of them. So, um, and then there's been people that have actually, a few people have said that they've sighted them in Surfdale as well. Um, I have yet to see them as well. So I've gone out hiking uh, numerous times to try to see them, but I have yet to see them. So I'm hoping sometime soon. Yeah, well, when you do, send us a photo. That would be great. Yes. So, I mean, this is the end result 
um, of a lot of hard work, the, the growth of these bird populations, but right now we need people to focus back down on the ground and keep their eyes open for those stoats. Yeah, it's really important. So we have um, uh, four stoat detection dogs coming to the island in October. Oh, yeah. And tell me, tell us about the dogs, because there's one who may become resident, right? Yeah, yeah. So we have um, a, a lovely person, uh, Tilda, who grew up on the island. Um, she is uh, training a stoat detection dog right now. Um, so we're hoping that um, they're going to set for their interim um, next month, and then um, it'll be within the next six months, they'll try to get the uh, across the board after that. Yeah. Um, but we have for um, certified detection dogs um, coming in October. Um, and they'll go to areas where we've um, had sightings or we've had denning females in the past. And they can help us really target um, a certain area. Um, there was a really great story last year where um, it was kind of like everything coming together, where we had um, a Dr. Andrew Veal that on, uh, looks at all the uh, genetic data. Mm. He said that, like, oh, you've caught some stoats in this area, but I don't think you caught the female. Um, and so then we had, uh, we also had uh, people from the public report a stoat sighting in the area. Um, and then we all, we had the stoat detection dogs go there. They went there. They kind of indicated that there might be a stoat um, in an area. We put out some trail cameras. We saw it going into a particular wood pile. Um, and then we put, you know, six different traps in that area. And then about a week later, we caught it. Wow. So, yeah, just like all of that uh, work from everybody across. The, and it like, was a female. Uh, that one was a, was a male. Ah. Um, so that one was a male that we caught there. Um, but it was really, yeah, it was, it was a really great catch because it was like all the, the components of the project coming together to catch that so one. So it might be a male, but we still have to get the males because each individual can be highly destructive. We're, we're, we're trying to get rid of stoats because they, eat, they kill far more than they eat. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So what they do... Um, so we kind of like look at all the the stoats and we a little bit morbid we look at their gut contents too yeah. um, and so we see that there, there's lots of feathers inside of their inside of their stomachs so they and what they do where they're native to it gets cold during the winter yeah so they'll kill stuff store it in their den and then right. they're like oh when i can't find stuff during the winter i'll come back to it yeah but wahiki never gets that cold so yeah. they can keep on you know killing more and storing more but they never go back to that old food because they have fresh food right and uh, yeah because the fresh food hasn't disappeared because it isn't that cold yeah i mean that's what there's also an element of that's why we we pin down uh, rat bait isn't it because we don't want them to take it away and store it we want them to eat it there yeah yeah you want to i mean i know you're not the rat i'm not going to drag you into explaining the rat programs because they have complexities of their own right yeah yeah so then uh owen he's the rat operations yeah. manager and um yeah they're doing a trial right now in onoroa um it's getting down to the last couple of weeks but um yeah they're doing pilot studies to see if they can eradicate yeah. uh, rats in particular areas yeah. with the idea that um if the these trials work then they can go island-wide yeah with it. yeah and they've done three trials haven't they kennedy point ostend and oniroa and i was part of the ostend one my property and as advised by a friend from forest and bird i did start to see the return of invertebrates so so skinks and lizards and geckos and 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 an incredible number of wetters that i hadn't seen on my on my property forever so this was for me a direct result of this 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 rat trial so i'm very much looking forward to the you know whatever they come up with as the solution for the whole island wide uh, i did the results were just striking i thought oh yeah it's, it's amazing to see those i mean i think we just don't 
realize that those invertebrates and like those skinks and those lizards are like are not here because you know we don't see them yeah we don't see them but But when you start to see them like you know in your kitchen one night or just kind of like you know just hanging around three waiters on the sleep out curtain yeah yeah yeah. it's just amazing to kind of like see those things start coming back and you just realize that you know the whole ecosystem is you know there are bits missing and therefore it's not functioning properly as a system yeah yeah we kind of have to restore this ecosystem you know and yeah. kind of get the, all these um you know these skinks and lizards back to to, to the motor but back to the stoats yes. so you just just um before we wrap it up you had a national stoat hui on waiheke with trappers coming from across the country to share ideas of how we could track down those last few and that was successful yeah yeah so then um we had people from all over aotearoa kind of come together to waiheke island to kind of share these ideas that they've learned um in the different areas that they're doing um, stoat control and stoat eradication because um, you know we want to be able to try like bring all these ideas together so that we can kind of trial them here because mm. um, again we're targeting these choosiest of the choosiest stoats we wanted yeah. to bring uh, all this information to this spot to kind of um, uh, so we can learn and uh, yeah catch this last stoat yeah and and when we we so so well, I was just going to say when we finally get rid of the last one and we know that we got rid of the last one then then you know that's that's a world story isn't it that's a world-class story of conservation yeah yeah i mean we're we'd be the you kind of like we're targeting to be the world's first um inhabited uh, island inhabited uh, yeah. predator-free island well i mean you know there's uh i would say urban because you know rikino and uh, has some people that live on it as well urban, so we'd be, that's yeah. Pacer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so then um there are people on some of those other islands but we're surrounded by predator-free islands already yeah um they're so, making a difference aren't they i mean yeah. they really are i mean i was on rotoroa recently Takahe, I know they've been introduced, but the Takahe wandering around the the saddlebacks. I mean, saddlebacks that you haven't seen on Waiheke for a hundred years, probably are just a kilometer offshore here. Yeah, and so then you know, since we have these birds inhabiting these islands around us, they're going to come in yep. once we get rid of our predators yep yep and then they'll start breeding and uh, inhabiting our island as well so yeah it's just about kind of um yeah providing them the habitat and the kind of uh, you know the predator-free island in space that they can do that yeah so finally uh frank um if uh listeners see what they suspect to be a stoat uh they're pretty easy to identify aren't they they're pretty hard to confuse for a cat for example yeah i would say so they're they're about kind of um that um, 30 centimeters long and they weigh anywhere from like 200 to 400 grams slippery yeah yeah they kind of <laughs> slink around the bound ground and they kind of bound a little bit as yeah, well yeah um so the the important thing to do is um report the stoat sighting immediately so, so the same day or the you know the next day yeah because they move and you don't i mean the sooner we can get there to surround them by traps right yep, and, yep. And so how do people do that is there a phone number is there a website is there a facebook page yep yep so then we have a, a facebook page we have a website link report their stoat setting there's a there's an 0800 bird song um so it's oh, really easy to remember 0800 bird song yep yep so really easy to remember and um that'll actually come right through to me and i always have my phone on me so yeah. then um, i'll answer my phone on the weekends and um and yeah you'll we'll be, get, and you'll be off like a ferret yes yes <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get some alternative traps out there and then uh yeah we'll hopefully have that same success rate we did last uh spring well frankly lapera thank you so much and all the best getting those last few denning females if they're out there and uh, would encourage listeners of course to to be part of this incredible success story by keeping your eyes open and and, and getting hold of frank as soon as possible 0800 birdsong and the other ways that he just mentioned uh, frank lapara stoat operations manager from tukorawaya waiheke thank you very much for your time this morning and all the best and thank you for having me